Chicas and chicos. I guess, shit, is that what you call men? I have no clue. It's not good. Um, Tiffany Hart here, y'all. And you're listening to Big T Energy. Not the normal introduction that you're used to. I am flying solo here tonight. And I figured we have a little heart to heart. I know. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible dad pun. I got the dad jokes tonight. Um, I wanted to come here and I guess kind of bear my soul to you all and maybe just have a moment here. I don't know about you, um, but I've struggled my whole 35 years of life so far with self-love, self-acceptance, Right. Just like looking at the person in the mirror and going, damn, not only are you beautiful, no matter what you look like or no matter what shape of body you may have or what phase of life you may be in. But also like I love your personality. I love your quirks. I just love who you are. Like I've had a really hard time accepting all of me. And I don't know if you guys can relate to this. Um, but I'm going to share this, um, maybe in the hope that you can relate to this in some sort of fashion. I think one reason why I've had insecurities and self-doubt and a hard time with self-acceptance is partially because of just me being human and having insecurities, um, And of course, like me wanting to be the best and always looking for something better. I also do feel like a lot of these doubts, insecurities and problems arise because of things around us in this world. The constant society, like societal standards of just comparing and like being better, like let's just say bodies, for example, you know, like back in the day. A woman who was thicker and had fair skin and rosy cheeks was like, that was considered to be the most beautiful, right? So people would struggle and strive for that. And then came a time in like the 2000s where like being extremely thin, like real skinny thin was a thing with no boobs or no, but it was just the tiniest you could be. And that was like the pinnacle of beauty. And then now we live in the society where it's like you need curves and hips and and a big booty and big butt, but you better have that tiny waist. And like now that's considered what like the top beauty standard is, right? And so I do think that like the people around us um, have, I guess, kind of in a sense amplified this these self doubts. And insecurities, at least they have in me. And I've definitely let things get to me. Um, I don't know if you've been here before, but I feel like no matter how I've been my whole life, it was kind of wrong in a way. And let me let me break this down. Um, I'm always like told that I'm too loud or too much or just a lot. 
And there has been times that I would hear that so often that I would sit there and minimize myself to make people feel comfortable because I got told so often that I was too much and I started to believe it. So therefore I would shrink myself. And then when I would do that, (laughs) that all of a sudden these other people would be like, wait a second, where's the like bubbly, outgoing, fun, loving, loud Tiffany? Where is she? And then I'd sit there and be like, what the fuck? Like, I swore, like, these people wanted me to, you know, kind of, like, quiet it down. And now you guys are wondering where that's at? I literally would alter myself to please people around me. And Lord, let me tell you right now, that is a horrible place to be. That is just constant state of misery. And I realized as I got older that if someone isn't going to like me, I want them to not like me for me being me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I was so, I got so sick of watering myself down to make other people feel comfortable because no matter what, like there was always going to, there was always going to be people who didn't like me. So at least at the end of the day, I was like, well, if they don't like me, at least it's for who I am and not who I'm pretending to be. Um, growing up, I grew up in a very like strict Christian household and I wasn't really exposed to a lot. So I was always told that I was too prude or too naive or too innocent. And I, I mean, I was naive as can be y'all. Like literally when I worked at uh, Panera Bread, which was in St. Louis, St. Louis Bread Company, I worked on the sandwich line with all the guys and uh, I made the salads, right? And I had to let the guy behind me know who consolidated all the food and put it out to the customers. I had to let him know when the salads were all done. And he was like, Tiffany, do this hand movement and say the word shocker. And of course it was like two in the pink, one in the stink. And just say it as loud as you can. And I'm, I had no clue what it was. And I'm sitting there in the middle of lunch rush, given the shocker si- symbol, literally while I say it out loud. And my manager came by, I was like, yo, Tiff, what the fuck? That's how naive it was. I had no clue about any of this stuff. And I learned a lot of things the hard way. I learned a lot of things the hard way. When it came to sexuality and my sexuality, um, I was told not to have sex. I was told not to even think about it. I was told that, um, you know, you go to hell if you think about it. Um, I had to swear myself and my purity in front of the church and God and my family. And I wore a purity ring on my left hand that I would never have sex till I was married. So any thoughts that came through my head of sex or masturbation or whatever, I felt so much shame behind it. And as I got older, I wanted to explore that sexuality, but I had no clue how. And there was again, so much shame and guilt around it that the only way that I was able to explore my sexuality was through alcohol because it numbed it numbed the pain and the guilt and whatever I felt at that time, but it still allowed me to like do what I wanted. And unfortunately it became a very toxic <laughs> combination um, where there were situations, if you guys haven't listened, I think it was like episode two where I talk about my rape. Um, Literally, <laughs> literally the first time that I was intimate with a man, it was taken from me. It was like taken. 
And for the longest time, I blamed myself because of I drank or maybe it's because of what I wore or maybe it was because this is what I deserved for being a sinful sexual person and like thinking of these things. Um, and just even dealing with sex as I got older, it was really hard. And there was sexual assault um, while I was in the military. And it's been really hard. And I've done a lot of work over the years. And now the it's changed from Tiffany, you're too innocent, you're too prude, you're too naive, to now it's I'm too sexual. Now, now Tiffany, who's actually healed and learned to embrace her sexuality and love it uh, and feel comfortable in it for the first time in so long, now it's too much for people. And it's fresh, it's, it gets old, as you guys can see where I'm getting with this. And I'm just going to keep spelling out all these um, that I personally went through because maybe you guys have been through them as well. Um, when I was younger, I was, I, I grew up tiny, like a little bean pole. Um, I had a super high fast metabolism. Uh, I had like no boobs, so much, just like, but I was always active, but I was always told I was too skinny and I would eat all the time. Um, I grew up with massive, um, body dysmorphia, like horrible. And I probably had every eating disorder in the book you can name. Um, I found myself constantly comparing myself to other women in the magazines, in the movies, wanting to uh, look my best. But obviously, you know, the standards that are set for us by society, which are completely unrealistic and ever changing, I just could never upkeep. Um, I can never keep up with them. I found myself binge eating and then puking up the food. I found myself starving myself for weeks to the point where my mom was like, what's, you know, like she actually was legitimately concerned. Um, I found myself taking laxatives all the time. There was even at one point, which should have been <laughs> the biggest eye-opening experience for me, but it wasn't where I was not eating at all and then drinking on an empty stomach and then, you know, binge eating food the next day and then literally taking like weight loss pills to, uh, fix all the, to fix everything that I just did. And there was one time I got so dehydrated and so sick. I couldn't stop puking. I ended up in the hospital. Like my boss at the cheesecake factory had to like be like, Tiff, you need to go to the hospital. And I was so dehydrated that the lady could not put an IV in my arm. She had to legit like put it in my hand. That's the only vein she could find. And of course I lied. Um, and eventually I was honest with myself and my mom about like what happened. Um, and then as you know, I got older, I tried, I tried other things. Like I tried not to focus on the food as much. And I tried doing workouts and then it became too big and too strong and like too manly when I did CrossFit. And then there was, it's like no matter what I did to my body, uh, society, mainly men actually, in fact, had to comment on it. Never in my life really have I had women comment on my body like I do men. And I don't know if you guys can feel this or you guys understand this, but especially with social media, 
Um, I understand I put my life out there. I understand that I'm very open and like I post things in my bikini because like I'm doing fitness um, and I and I like to work out and I get it. Believe me, I have the tough skin. I can deal with it. But I think it's I think it's really shocking to me. And it's like a really big eye opening experience when I do post a picture of me in a bikini or like a before and after or whatever. The amount of men who comment on my body. So the women are always like, Oh my God, you're so amazing. Body goals. I totally understand and relate like something along those lines, which by the way, I fucking love you all for that. Um, because I think sometimes just to be seen and be, have someone be like, dude, I totally understand. I've been there too. Or like, I'm going through the same thing or whatever is just really encouraging. But these men will sit there and it'll be like a very positive message. And these guys will be like, I don't understand why you're being hard on yourself. It's like, well, I'm not, I don't know. Where'd you get that from? I like, I like picture a better than B. Like you get too, don't get too tiny. You might like get a, B and C don't get too, don't get too big. You might look manly. Don't do this. You might lose boobs. I like your ass more in this one. It's like, what the fuck? Now don't get me wrong. I get it. I put it out there for them to comment on it. Yes. But part of me is like, man, sometimes people on like, wonder why women are so insecure. And then this is what we get though about our bodies. Like there are things that I've never thought of in my life when it came to my body until man mentioned it. And I was like, what the fuck? Is this something I need to be insecure about now? <laughs> like, is this so, like, uh, I mean, I don't need to be, but Lord, do I kind of feel a little bit hyper aware of it right now? So even that, like, took years of my life. I think for the first time, like two years ago for the first time in my life at 33 years old, about 34, I no longer really had like that bad of body dysmorphia. I had a really great relationship with food. I had a really great relationship with the gym and it took so much work to get to this point. And I realized that how I had to get there was the way I spoke to myself. Cause here's the thing. People are going to say shit to you all day long. Even your own family members, your own loved ones might say things to you um, that we can take offense to. And I realized that I speak so positively to everyone else, but I had a really hard time doing it to myself. So what I would have to do is every day I'd have to look in the mirror and be like, I think you're fucking gorgeous. I think your body's beautiful. I think you're sexy. And it got to be honest, y'all, I didn't believe it at first, but I had to keep saying it to myself because your brain is a powerful thing. And so as I would look in the mirror every day and hype myself up, I really started to believe it. And all the things and the, and the quote unquote flaws that I would always find, I started to love and actually not even love, but I started to not even notice anymore. Like the stretch marks on my titties or like, you know, the stretch marks on my hips or like the segginess here, or the cellulite there or whatever else. The things I used to be like so highly insecure about, I now look and go, I, first of all, I don't notice. But second of all, like I've always been insecure about like I've always wanted a bigger butt or I've always wanted bigger boobs. But now I look and I'm like, dude, I'd suck on those titties. Girl, they look good. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, you got some you got some ass to grab. Like, mm, feel that. Like, that's what I do to myself now because I had to for my own sanity. Had to get there because if I just kept listening to everyone, which is what I did in the past, and just nitpick everything, I'd be miserable. And I was. Um, <laughs> another thing 
and this will kind of caveat into the whole purpose of this episode is when I was younger, I was always told that I was like too religious. Um, I, you know, I grew up in a Christian household. I, I initially grew up Catholic and then I grew up strict Christian, um, non-denominational. I went to Christian high school, went to a Christian college my first year. We literally had the strictest dress code, um, at the high school, we had chapel every Thursday. I went to church normally every Saturday night and Sunday morning, if not on a Wednesday too, for like youth club, whatever. I would go out to the malls and like preach the word and like <laughs> tell people that they're going to hell if they don't get, you know, if they don't um, get saved, which by the way, I was like, not okay. Like I was so uncomfortable doing that. I was just kind of forced to do it. And I actually mainly did a lot of it just to fit in. If that makes sense. Like I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did it because everyone else was doing it and that's what I was told to do. And that's what they did. So I did. Um, as I grew up and once I joined the military, I didn't really go to church anymore because I was forced to go to it so much all the time that I really grew a lot of disdain towards the church and like having like going. So I just didn't go when I was in the military more. And I would say that getting away from it and in a sense thinking for myself and not having people tell me how to think for the first time really allowed me to be exposed to certain things. There was good and bad in the church. Um, and so I wouldn't really call myself religious anymore. I would say I kind of maybe I'm a little bit more spiritual. I'm by no means like a hippie, but I, you know, I believe what I believe, but I'm, I don't go to church anymore. Um, one thing that I noticed is that there was a constant message of love and acceptance being taught and preached. And there was a, a specific way by which we had to act, right? so that people knew we were Christians. You had to dress a certain way. You had to act a certain way. You had to talk a certain way. And these things were expected of you. And there was a man up there preaching this to everyone and telling you, like, condemning you if you didn't and telling you what to do. And the same man, this is my experience, mind you. This is just my personal experience from what I noticed. But that same man who was preaching all these things was having an affair on his wife, was stealing money from the church, his kids were drug addicts. His daughter, you know, got knocked up like, you know, before she got married. And I, you, do you see what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there looking at this going, how? <laughs> this makes zero sense. Like, I don't get this. And the whole message of love and acceptance and was kind of masked by the fact that people would only talk to you if you had a certain vehicle or if you had a certain amount of money. Like I grew up pretty poor, so I didn't have designer things like a lot of the girls did in my super fancy rich church. And my parents didn't drive a nice car. We had like an Astro van we would pile into and everyone else is driving like, you know, they're tricked out bends and shit. And so because of that, like I, I was not loved and accepted. I would, you know, and I just, I guess I just never wrapped my head around it. Like I was always so confused. And as I get older, I guess I just realized how hypocritical it was that there's so many people that I've came in contact with out there who consider themselves Christians and call themselves Christians. Um, 
who, you know, preach about this love and whatever, but like the minute that you are not the person that the minute that you are not the person that they want you to be. And if you're anything different than them, they condemn you and they judge you like, Oh, this chick curses. She, Oh, she's such a sinner. What a horrible human. She cannot be a Christian. Oh my goodness. This woman has boobs out. Like she must be a whore. Oh, like I kid you not. This is what I've dealt with. And I think that's why I was just so turned off by it. And so what I decided to do is I decided to take the good from what I learned in the past and run with that and kind of use that for like my life purpose and motto. And I took the bad and said, fuck that shit. I'm going to tell you right now that I think that one of the things that the human race wants and needs is true love and acceptance. And what I mean by that is not some surface level bullshit. Love you. Like I'm going to love you because it benefits me or like, I'm going to love you for the person that you are now. But the minute you change, like it's like hell to the no, like I'm telling you right now that you like look at someone and you see them for all their flaws and they might be at a really hard crossroads in their life right now, or they might be fucking killing it in life right now and crushing it. And no matter what phase of life that they're in, you love them unconditionally and you see them for who they are. And you say, you know what? I, I accept you. I don't want to change you. Yeah. You curse more than I do. Sure. You you know, yeah, sure. You're married and I'm single and whatever, or sure. You might be a liberal and I might be a conservative or you might be an atheist. I might be a Christian, but there's still love there and acceptance. And I'm not trying to get all emotional here or hippie like, but when you think of just history throughout time you know so many like wars were fought and so (laughs) and so many conflicts have arised because of like the lack of love and acceptance um people you know so many instant lives have been taken because of that and I just think to myself like who the fuck am I to judge Who are you to judge? Who are any of us to judge? We all have our shit, folks. And like, who's to sit there and like compare people's levels of shit? Like, well, yeah, I got some shit too, but mine's not as bad. Like, who, who, who determined this? Where's the scale? Huh? Please. Because according to, if you want to get like, you know, into the Bible and stuff, they always say like, a sin's a sin. Doesn't matter. Um... I guess the reason why I'm sharing this is because for so much of my life, I felt like I've come up short in ways and I can always be, (laughs) I can always be better. Um, I was too much or not enough. I was too prude. Now I'm too sexual, too skinny, too strong. Too religious. Now I'm not religious enough. 
I have spent a lot of my life trying to please people and I am so glad I'm fucking done with that shit. I have never been more peaceful and happy with my life than I have in the last like year. And don't get me wrong. Some days are still really hard with the judgment. Um, I'm human. So, you know, I'd have to understand too that sometimes people's harsh words and hate and pain that they push onto you is a direct reflection of what they're going through. We all know that hurt people hurt other people. And when you think back to a lot of the times that you have judged someone harshly, criticized, shown hate or malice towards someone, a lot of times it's because it's something it, you, what you saw in that person was a direct reflection of yourself. Or maybe what you saw in that person was something that you wish you had. And so a lot of times, instead of us doing like the internal work and the introspection, right. And the reflection of being like, damn, like that's why I feel this way. A lot of times we just push our shit on other people because it's easier sometimes than to actually face it head on. And I understand that this podcast isn't for everyone. I understand that I'm not fucking for everyone. I, <laughs> I guess now more than ever though, um, if you guys are listening from the drinking broettes, which was a podcast I was on before with an incredible host by the name of Jesse Wiseman. Um, Jesse and I were going, I'll speak for myself. I was going through a lot of shit during that time. There was a lot of things behind the scene and there were things that like I actually wanted to talk to you guys about, but I was so afraid to um, because of the judgment and because I wasn't as confident in myself as I should have been. And I think that's why now I have zero filter and I share everything with you all. Like legit, if you guys were like, Tiffany, I want to know about your pooping schedule. Like how often did you take a shit a day? I will tell you. There is no shame in it. I'm human. It happens. It's whatever. <laughs> like I will tell you guys anything. And I think that's come with truly accepting who I am and realizing, guess what? Like it's, this is me. Um, I understand that I'm probably share too much for some people. I'm also actually pretty private. So I get shit for both, you know, the point of me sharing this is the point of this whole fucking podcast it's the point of my social media. I feel like sometimes it's the point of just me being alive. Cause I think we all have a purpose and we all have a passion and like, I love people. I know it sounds so fucking stupid in some ways, but I really do. I love connecting with people. I love talking to you all, even though like, I'm not like talking with you all. I do feel like it deep down inside, especially when you guys write me and you guys, you know, tell me, I don't know, just, Tell me how you feel about after listening to an episode. The best thing that I could hear is probably some of the best messages I get from you guys is when you guys say you feel less alone and you feel normal, you feel heard, you feel seen, you feel like there's no judgment here. And that's what I fucking want. That's what I want. We're not always going to see eye to eye. We're not always going to like agree upon things. We're all going to live a fucking different life, but that's what makes us so damn unique. 
That's what makes you so fucking awesome. How boring would life be? We're all the same. I don't understand why we want to like keep putting everyone in a box and like make everyone the same. Like what the fuck? No, that sounds horrible. Like horribly miserable. I love you for you. Flaws and all. We all got that shit. Tell me the most hilarious fucking stories of drunkenness and debauchery. Tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. Tell me how you're afraid of love. Tell me you found love. Tell me your struggles. Tell me how you're becoming the best version of yourself. I love it all. Seriously. It's what makes us us. So I I share this maybe in hopes that you just relate in some sort of fashion. Maybe you feel seen in one way or another. Maybe you feel heard. Maybe you don't understand it at all. But maybe it's just nice to listen to. I don't know. I don't really know what phase of the journey that you're on. I've been on so many fucking phases, I can't even like count. I've been on the the married and I feel like I have my head on straight and trying to have kids phase. <laughs> I've been on the uh I I'm on in destructive mode villain era. I just wanna don't give a fuck about anyone else but myself phase. I have been torn down and broken down and beaten where I didn't know if I wanted to live anymore phase. And right now I'm in the rebuilding phase and that is not pretty sometimes y'all. And I am totally willing. And obviously I've been sharing it with you all. I get sometimes (laughs) my life's a mess and, uh, rebuilding and healing is not fun some days. Some days it's great. Other days it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's not always pretty. Um, but I share that. And that's why it's nice to have other guests on because they're in different phases too. Maybe they're in the, I'm getting married phase or I'm about to have my fifth kid phase or I'm still with my toxic ex phase. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's the best part about having all these guests on. I think in some sort of fashion, we can rel- we can relate to everyone in one in a little way. And I love that about humanity. No matter how different someone is, I think we all can find something that we relate to. And we can see a little bit of us in them and vice versa. So I don't know what phase of the journey that you're on. I'm not sure where you're at. But no matter what, uh you have a place here in this, with me in this podcast. You always have a, a seat at my table. I welcome you with open arms. I welcome you with an open heart, with zero judgment, and just full love for who you are. No matter how different you are than me, I got nothing but love for you. I love you. I accept you. For everything that you are, I don't want to change you. And no matter what you do, I'm going to be here for you during it all. Because I think that's that's how we should be for each other. So 
I just want to share a little bit of that. It was on my heart. And I know that some of the episodes are uh, emotional and we talk about really rough things like rape or assault or whatever. I know some of them are like completely off the wall and we're talking about <laughs> fucking or these dudes or porn or whatever else. Um, but that's life. We're, that's all facets of life. And uh, this is just one that I wanted to, to share with you all and have this moment. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. And (laughs) without getting emotional, I appreciate your love and acceptance. I feel it. And I think that's all we want. I think that, I think sometimes at the end of the day, that's all we really want. And I'm thankful for it. And I'm thankful for you. So without further ado, ah, shit. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to end the episode here next week. Uh, we'll be having Angie on soon. So we'll be bringing you guys some fun episodes and, uh, her and I will be exploring the the streets of Nashville, probably drunk and be interviewing, uh, the characters downtown. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, if you guys, uh, if you guys want to respond to this or hit me up or have anything to say, you guys know where to find me. Uh, Big T Energy Podcast on Instagram. Or you guys can hit me up on The Real Tiffany Hart on Instagram too. We have emails on there as well. So I'm here for you. If you want to talk, chat. I always love hearing from you all. Until next time. I'll see you all. Yeah, I'm crazy. Maybe you're right. Call me a mess, but I'm not